What's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. This is Wednesday. Uh, welcome to Wednesday's episode. I know, I know, it's a little late in the day, so you're probably catching it on Thursday, but it's all good. It's all topical, you know. It's all going to be still relevant by tomorrow, I would assume. A little bit, maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm here to talk to you guys. You know, say what's up. Chill. Relax, Max, all cool. Shoot some b-ball outside of the school. Uh, anyway, in the place, let's talk about some stuff, man. What, what's been up with you guys? You guys never respond, and it bothers me. It, it bothers me. These people are demons. So, I have been doing a couple things. I've been busy, man. Life's been... Life's been so busy, you know? Life's been so busy. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. I've been doing a really good job at this this uh, weight loss challenge. I've actually been trying to watch what I eat. That's been working out really well. I've been working out every day. Um, my, do my bones hurt? A little bit. Am I muscle sore? Always. But... Am I losing weight? Yes. And that's the upside of it. You know what I'm saying? I've been uh, I've been watching what I eat. I haven't been calorie counting, but I have been like food counting, kind of like seeing what I've been eating. Like, obviously, I haven't really eaten much candy or anything. Um, I haven't done any like calorie sodas. Uh, if I ever do sodas, it's usually like calorie free or uh, or I'll just get water or whatever. Um, I haven't been going heavy on coffees, which has been nice. I haven't been doing a lot of energy drinks. It's just been a lot, all, you know, natural stuff, which is, uh, it's been working like a charm, man. It's just sticking to that has been fantastic. It's been, it's been helping me. It's been clearing up my mental too. Uh, I think the only thing I need now is just more sleep. Uh, but as the days go, of course we have podcasts, we have the streams going on, we have all these game releases and then I have work and responsibilities and other things that I got to deal with. So it's uh it's a hefty amount of stuff I have to do. Um and uh it's not a bad thing. It's never a bad thing. Um it keeps you busy, keeps you young, and I'm not complaining about that. So I'm fine with like how life is going. I'm just more um what do you call it? I'm just exhausted. <laughs> it's the best way to put it, but it's not like uh it's not like a you know, unappreciative exhaustion. It's more just like uh it's a lot exhaustion, but uh, like I said, we keep trucking. We keep moving. You know what I'm saying? I'm sticking with the diet, sticking with the podcast, sticking with the streams. Uh, I know the podcast schedule has been all, all over the place as per usual. Uh, but if you stick to my Instagram, you will know the schedule every now and then. I'll, I might like toss up a, a, a story and be like, yo, this week is going to be only Friday. This week is only going to be Tuesday and Thursday. This week's going to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know. So it's ever-evolving. I think in the description it still says Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm still experimenting with the Tuesday, Thursday. Obviously, this week is Wednesday, Friday, but it is what it is. You know, it's just we come out when we come out. And uh, hey, you guys still you guys still check it out. So I appreciate it. You guys have been still supporting the podcast anytime it pops up on your feed. Uh, I appreciate that. Leave an Apple podcast review. It takes two seconds and it helps more than, you know, uh, believe it or not. So if you guys can take a check, take a check, 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 take a second to go do that. And that would be awesome. Uh, also, check out my stream on YouTube. I stream almost every day. Not every day, but almost every day. And uh, lately, I've been doing the Call of Duty campaign, which has been been pretty awesome. Uh, I've done the full playthrough, or near full playthrough of uh, Breath of the Wild. I did a full playthrough of Resident Evil 3. 
I did the full playthrough of the TMNT game. I did I did a bunch of stuff, like a, a bunch of different games. So, uh, yeah, if you wanna if you wanna follow me on there, leave a sub, leave a like, go check out some of my previous streams. They're all up as uh, vods. So, uh, yeah, th- those have been fun, man. I have a lot of fun uh, moments from those that I've been putting on TikTok, and uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying, man. It's just a a constant drip feed of just a lot of fun things to do. And uh, hopefully as you guys are a consumer of games, hopefully consumer of movies, hopefully there's a lot to consume. Um, so let's talk about some of the stuff I've been consuming. Um, diet foods. Now um, let's talk, let's start with movies and shows and stuff. Cause there's a couple shows I want to talk about and I'm not going to spoil anything. So no worries. Um, it's just, I'm going to give you guys some review scores for the podcast sake and uh, give you guys an idea of whether you should check it out or check it out or not. Um, so the season finale for house of the dragon and rings of power both happened. And I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about both rings of power. I'll talk about here and there on the podcast. Obviously rings of power is phenomenal. Uh, I'm not even a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but this show has definitely reacclimated me to that world, those characters and made me appreciate the movies a lot more. And that's the biggest thing this, this thing, this show could have done. Um, because I, as I said, I wasn't a big fan growing up. Uh, I did watch all of them. I even saw all three in theaters. Like they were, they were parts of my life, but I never like, you know, invested into it. I never like dove in and like stuck to, stuck to the lore and researched some stuff. And, uh, I wasn't like a diehard fan, but I was a fan from the outside. So going in, I was like, all right, uh, it's going to be, you know, the typical nerdy stuff, dwarves, elves, all that stuff. And it is, it is. That's exactly what Lord of the Rings is. Um, but they make it more, they like reinvigorate it with younger characters and they, they have so much mystery through every episode. You're like, Oh my God, is this going to happen? Is that, is that that person? Is that person related to that person? Cause, uh, this is like years before the events of Lord of the Rings. So much like house of the dragon, actually. Um, this is setting the groundwork for what happens in Lord of the Rings in many ways, but it's also so far back that there's so much mystery left up, uh, for grabs. And I'll say what it did in this first season was shocking. Like I I loved every bit of it. I was excited and anticipating the next episode each time the finale delivered on all fronts. Uh, got me excited for a season two. Got me excited to rewatch the movies, which I am going to do. I actually started Fellowship not long ago, like a couple days ago. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to slowly rewatch those and and, uh, dive into that. And it's been, you know, it's been a fantastic way to bring people back and remind people that Lord of the Rings is an amazing property and that they are, like I said, they're reinvigorating what it is. And that Rings of Power uh, is such a fun watch. Even when it does get like a little cheesy at parts with like some of the underfoots and stuff, or uh, the harfoots, that's like they're basically hobbits um, or hobbit uh, ancestors. Um, even though it does get that way, but that's kind of like that's kind of what the sh- the movies were too, you know, uh, like all the slow mo scenes of like Sam and Frodo like hugging each other and like you know it's supposed to be about friendship and and journeys and you get a lot of it in the show and then you get a lot more adult stuff like uh, an elf that, you know, is interested in a human. And then you have, uh, this other one who has been, who's decided to, uh, you know, kind of go against her destiny to fulfill another destiny. And it's, that's the best way to put it. You know what I'm saying? I'm a poet, not a big deal. I'm, I'm a little bit of a poet for Lord of the Rings, not a big deal. Um, but I absolutely love that show. Season one, 
for me, for the X-Men podcast, score, 10 out of 10. Absolutely loved it. Loved it. Even with all the criticism, all the people hating, they're like, oh my God, it's not uh, following the Slammerama Ding Dong, Limerillion, whatever. Um, uh, it's not following it to a T, and there's uh, all these different race uh, hobbits and elves when the, the in the books, the elves said they were all pale-skinned. I'm like, all right. <sighs> Who the hell cares? You know what I'm saying? This is a cinematic version of that. It's not the same thing. So people who are hung up on that kind of shit, wouldn't you want some mix-up? Like, wouldn't you want a little bit of different stuff going on? Um, like, for instance, there are small, very minute, mind you, changes in Chainsaw Man that are like, you know, you kind of get the order mixed up a little bit from what happens in the manga. And uh, they're setting up things that aren't really like, it's not 100% linear to the manga. And I'm not, I'm not like, oh my God, they're not following it. You know, it's, it's whatever. They got to change things for the show to make it make more sense and make the episodes actually feel like there's a finality to them. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a hater of that. I, you know, I, I, whatever you, you, it's, here's the thing. If the show sucks, if the movies suck, if anything sucks there, you don't have to complain about it. You got the freaking book that you keep praising and you keep saying, Hey, this is better. Go live with the book then. You know what I'm saying? If Chainsaw Man, if the show came out and it sucked ass, I would still go to all my friends and be like, yo, Chainsaw Man, the manga, go check that out. You know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't be like, whoa, they're not following the manga. You know what? I'd just be like, yo, this is a different thing. And it's not for me. Uh, but, you know, people are going to complain either way. It is what it is. Uh, all that aside, Rings of Power is amazing. Go watch it. Even if you're not a Lord of the Rings fan, go watch it. Uh, another show, House of the Dragon. Let's talk about that. Uh, it tries to recapture all the hype and the 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 world building that games game of thrones did um i feel like you get a lot of a lot of context obviously for what the targaryens are and how they kind of interact with each other uh this time is a years before game of thrones so it is setting up a lot and it also is leading to a season two like a a strong season two so the finale while it was good it just felt like another episode because they, I think they already had plans for season two, so uh, it kind of came and went. But the events that happened in it were crazy. Of course, it's Game of Thrones. You're going to get surprised by a lot of stuff, even if you don't really like the characters, because I'll tell you what, by like episode three or four, I hated the characters. But they do a couple time jumps, which I don't think that's a spoiler. And, hey, it got way better. <laughs> it got a lot better, to, to me at least. Because um, at some point I was like, okay, I don't really care about these characters. Oh, now I can kind of go, oh, I don't know if they're going to die. <laughs> you know, now I got to watch and see if some of these guys are going to die. And then you find out. And, and one thing like Game of Thrones always does, uh, at least in the eight seasons that they, the eight seasons that they did, maybe seven. Um, and this one, you definitely get that feeling where like, wow, I hate these characters. And then a bigger fish comes to eat that character. And you're like, oh, I really hate that one. That's the Joffrey right there. You know what I'm saying? I thought I hated the dude who took Reek's PP. No, 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 no. Joffrey, dude. He's a dick. So, um, so yeah, it, it tries, it tries to do that. And it does successfully in certain ways, uh, not successfully in other ways, but overall I liked it a lot. I can't wait for season two. I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, praying for it. Like game of Thrones, like when game of Thrones was on, I was like, holy crap. I cannot wait till next year. Season one through seven is going to be amazing. One through six, maybe it's going to be amazing. I can't wait for the next one, you know? Um, 
but this one definitely made it to where I was like, okay, uh, I'm trying not to spoil anything, so I'm not going to say anything. But uh, overall, it was just basically like, you know, they're setting up more, put it that way. And uh, they're already making a season two, so I'm like, all right, well, I guess we'll wait to see what else happens. But uh, as a season one, it was fantastic. I liked it a lot, and I don't think I liked it as much as Rings of Power, but I liked it a lot. And I think I would give this season a, a eight out of ten. And I think that's that's being fair because, it, like I said, it doesn't really end. It kind of sets up even more in the last episode. No spoilers. And then, you know, you have to wait for season two. And there's like, there's one big thing that happens, maybe two or three big things that happen. But you're kind of just like, okay, I can't wait to see what happens from this. But, you know, it's not coming anytime soon. So I kind of wipe, wipe my hands of it uh, clean, you know. Uh, and So, yeah, eight out of ten for House of the Dragon. I also watched, uh, I watched Halloween Ends. I already talked about that. I watched House of the Dragon. House of the Drew. Out at the, oh, I watched Clerks 3. Clerks 3 was amazing. The hell? It was weird how it was shot. It, it was shot like a, uh, like a weird indie film, which is kind of weird. Like Kevin, Kevin Smith should know how to make movies a little bit more cinematic. Like I feel like Clerks 2, the entire time you were like following the characters, it felt like, okay, these people were moving around in this building that is the restaurant. Uh, and this one is like, okay, these two shots that they're talking to each other on look like they were shot in different days, different times. Nobody's like accidentally even slightly talking over each other. There's not many scenes where you see two people in the same shot. Like it's kind of weird uh, it's shot. Like, what are we doing? And then it'll change to someone else. I don't know. And then it'll change to someone else and be like, well, we got to do this, you know, and you can definitely tell they were like retaking it over. I don't know. It's just weird. Um, but it hits you with some emotion out of nowhere. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, it, it definitely hit a, it hit a spot where I was like, oh, wow, this is actually getting really emotional. And uh, it, it said they said some like beautifully written lines in it. That was like, wow, this is this is in a clerk's movie. Post heart attack, Kevin Smith is actually doing this, and uh, I was actually really impressed by it. Um, I think the first half kind of suffers from that that shoddy filmmaking aspect of it, where I was just like, it doesn't look like a a 2022 movie, like a cinematic movie uh, that was in theaters because it wasn't theaters. And then the second half was like it got real deep, ao, but it was really good. Uh, I actually appreciated that last part and it, it led to a lot of great scenes, a lot of great moments. So yeah, overall I appreciate Clerks 3. That was fun. Uh, I give it a, I give it an eight out of 10, you know, that's pretty, it's pretty great. Uh, another movie I watched was Terrifier 2, the movie that is making everybody puke and he, he's going to puke. Uh, everybody puke and they're leaving their, the theaters cause they're squeamish or whatever. And I'll say this. Uh, I don't think it's in theaters anymore, so you don't have to worry about that. Second of all, if you can find it anywhere, maybe go watch it. It's a fun watch, but it, it definitely gets like some real, real dumb plot lines. You're just like, what the hell am I watching right now? There's a lot of points where me and my friends were like, what is happening? But the gory, like campy horror movie stuff that happens in it is pretty great. Like it actually gets really, uh, the effects they use for like some of the killings and whatnot and uh, get really, really gross. They get really like... They go deep, like tons of mutilation. But, um, well, I don't recommend it for kids, obviously. I think as an adult who's uh, been introduced to the internet since I was like 11 or 12 or maybe even younger, uh, it didn't bother me that much. So I was like, whatever, I've seen worse. And uh, 
it was okay. Like I said, it was okay. I just feel like the story the story was dumb. But if you go for like just the killings and just some a fun time, it's pretty fun. Uh, I I actually enjoyed it. Uh, pretty 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 uh pretty lightly. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I didn't hate it. I didn't really really love it, but uh, I liked it. It was it was all right. I give it like a seven. I give it again. Yeah, give it like a six. I, I don't want to like overhype it. It's a six roughly. Um, I wouldn't say that's not a bad score. It's like a mid, you know, whatever. But uh, it's a little bit above average, and I feel like it's that's kind of what it is. Uh, it definitely stands out. It didn't feel like a a crappy, pointless in, uh, indie movie because uh, they definitely had like they went far with the effects. It was pretty interesting to see them go that far. But hey, you know, it was uh wasn't too bad of a watch if you just have uh, two hours of your life to spare. I forgot about that. It's a long movie, so. Grab your popcorn and then go refill that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, other than that, you know, movies aside, Chainsaw Man is still killing it on a weekly. Mob Psycho is still killing it on a weekly. If you haven't seen Chainsaw Man, go watch it right now. The English dub just came out. I don't like the English voice actors too much, but that uh, might be just because I'm comparing it to the Japanese ones. The Japanese ones are fantastic. Go watch the Japanese one. Then go watch the English one and come back with your uh, your review. But Chainsaw Man is amazing. Uh, the show is killing it, and it's living up to all the hype that I had going into it. So go watch that. Uh, other than that, what have I been playing? I've been playing the Call of Duty Modern Warfare campaign. It's time to get to some games. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare campaign, it carries off where the first one left off, which was the 2019 Modern Warfare. And I think it's, I think it does a good job at like trying to recapture some of the things that were great about the campaign for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. However, it dives more into the cartel and how they are related to uh, some of the corruption that Shepard brings and obviously the uh, some of the missions you're going into. You're, you're in a lot of like Mexico and, and just like desert areas, but they have a lot of interesting missions. Like it starts off with a missile being shot and you're controlling it. And it's going like like five knots or some some crazy speed. Um, whatever. I don't even know that's crazy, but it's going a lot of knots, whatever, all the knots. Um, it's going garlic knots. So you have that mission. You have a mission where you're doing like an AC-130 thing. You're having some, you have a stealth sniper mission. There's another one where you're guiding one of the characters via cameras and you're just like telling them when to go and, and to avoid enemies. Uh, there's a whole mission where you are like injured and you're, you're going through a town that is filled with enemies. Like it's got, it's got a lot of fun concepts in it. And I think some of these websites are kind of reviewing it kind of low so far. I am near the end. I haven't fully finished it yet, but I'm like, I don't, I don't get why the scores are so low. Like I, I think, uh, IGN or GameSpot, one of them gave it like a five or a six. And I'm like, it's not that. I mean, if you're comparing it to the first one, yeah, I like the first one a little more just because of how cinematic it was. And it, it seemed like they took a lot more time for the, um, the sound design and the detail and some of the cinematics, but this one's not bad at all. This one holds up and it, it's fun to play with the new mechanics and just how the game works. It's like, there's a lot of missions now, especially after the success of the first one, you definitely get a lot of missions now where you're going into buildings and there are people like in doorways in rooms. You actually have to clear the rooms and make sure it's safe for your teammates, which I think is pretty dope. And there's like a crafting system in there. Like it, it did a lot. It's doing a lot for a call of duty campaign. Uh, to the point where I'm like, it's a little underrated so far. Uh, but I'm not going to overhype it. I will say 
Like, I, like I, I agree with the idea that the first one was a little better, but I also think that this one's not bad. This one is well worth what we're playing it for. Uh, because after this week, if you if you got the early access, you're probably not going to touch the campaign ever again. It's going to be multiplayer city. Then Warzone comes out in a couple, like a month or two. Um, so, you know, I don't know. For a campaign, it's, it's a fun time. And it's getting me used to the controls and all that, or the new mechanics and some of the new items. Uh, weird enough, weirdly enough, now that I mentioned that, uh, I have yet to find the drill charge in the story, but I guess I haven't had to use it, so... Um, I still have like three missions left, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, Modern Warfare 2 is a blast. I, I you know, I think it's fun. Um, do you need a pre-order to get the story early? Like, is it that serious? Probably not. Like, I like the story a lot, but I think overall you don't need to pre-order it for that. If you're hesitant about pre-ordering or even playing Call of Duty. I mean, the, the game comes out Friday, so we're only, uh, like, a day away if you're reading or if you're watching this on Thursday, two days away if you're watching it on Wednesday or listening on Wednesday. Um, but uh, I think I think it's going to do well. I feel like people are kind of like hating on it more because uh, because after like the beta, it seemed like the hype was at an all time high. Now it's now it's like it's been so long and we're getting some of these campaign things leaked and, and a lot of people are seeing videos of it and people are just like hating for no reason. I just feel like it's a little uh, overboard, but uh, I think they're doing a great job. Uh, I even saw an ability on there, um, which I, uh, I forgot what it's called. I forgot, I'm sorry for anybody who has this disability, but it's the, con- or it's, I guess it's a condition. Uh, the condition where you hear like a ringing in your ears, um, similar to like a flashbang or anything. They have an option in the settings to actually turn that down or turn it off, actually. Uh, it replaces it with like a muffled sound instead of a a ringing sound to uh, lower the uh, effects of the people with that condition where you like constantly hear ringing in your ears. Um, So that's pretty cool. Like they're actually doing some accessibility things for certain people that have random, you know, conditions, diseases, illness, whatever Uh, that I feel like that was pretty cool. It wasn't really covered much in the media. So figured I'd tell you, I saw it on a random TikTok. So there's that. Uh, But yeah, they're doing some cool stuff at call of duty uh, on call of duty. This one's obviously going to be the platform for the next couple years, so uh, get ready. There should be, you know, obviously the Warzone, and then you have uh, multiplayer coming out on Friday. There's a lot of stuff coming up for this game, and I love the gameplay. Like, I mean, personally, I have no problems with the gameplay, really. Um, I like that they, they're killing some of the, the bunny hopping and the, and the slide canceling. Like, we don't need all that shit. I'm glad it's actually killing it because it's not really something that uh, first of all, it's realistic. So if you're going for a realistic approach, eh, you know, it looks stupid, looks silly. And it creates, I know a lot of people are like, that's the skill gap though. That's the skill gap. I also think that you can have a skill gap with basic call of duty controls. You don't need to have slide canceling. You just, yeah, it might be a skill gap, but it's also like a hardware gap. It's kind of like a price gap. Like not, it's easier to do. I'll put it this way with back paddles. Um, I know there's ways to like map your shit to kind of make it better on regular controller, but it is a pain in the ass for a average player. So the average player doesn't really get to, they just get molly whopped by all these people side canceling. It kind of killed some of the meta or not the meta, some of the, uh, general fun in Modern Warfare one. So I'm actually excited that that's kind of gone. Um, I feel like the slower pace makes it more tactical. I personally appreciate that. Makes you have to think more, um, strategize more, uh, and it'll it'll create more fun moments with your teams. 
Uh, and I, I played a couple of like the just like by myself on the beta, and it was it was a blast. And then you get the third person mode; it's going to be fun. Okay, Call of Duty is going to be fun. Uh, but let's talk about something else real quick that I wanted to cover, and then we'll get on get on up out of here, cut, uh, Custer. <laughs> um, so Bayonetta has gotten a nine out of ten on IGN. So uh, with this, when I saw this review, I was like, okay. Uh, this game also obviously had some controversy around it. I was wondering uh, what the voice actor thinks, which she didn't. I don't think she has a statement directly on the reviews, but when I saw the review, I was like, yikes, it doesn't really help your case, bub. If you got replaced on the game because you didn't want to get paid enough and then it comes out and it's like a, a almost a masterpiece, like it's a great game. It's like, hey, yikes. It seems like uh, the nine out of ten kind of trumps your your boycott, you know. Um, but she did come out and defend herself after the review just happened to be after the reviews dropped. Uh, I'm not sure if, you know, I'm not sure if it was, uh, you know, alongside that. I'm not sure if she meant to do it then. But I saw the reviews and I was like, I wonder what she thinks. And then, uh, sure enough, she had a twit uh, Twitter post right after. So uh, let's read what she has to say. And uh, we'll just move on from there. It has come to my attention that some people are calling me a liar and a gold digger. I feel the need to defend myself and my reputation in the industry. This is Helena Taylor, by the way. Helena, H-E-L-L-E-N-A, Taylor. Um, See thread. So she has a thread of posts, and we're going to read them all. Uh, As I posted on part three of my video thread, I explained that their their first offer was too low. That offer was $10,000 total. Remember, this is $450 million franchise not counting merchandise. I then wrote in Japanese to uh, Hideki Kamiya asking for what I was worth. I thought that as a creative, he would understand. He replied saying how much he valued my contribution to the game and how much the fans wanted me to voice the game. I was then offered an extra five... Wait. I think she typed it wrong. She has uh, five... She has basically 50000 but the commas after the five, so I assume extra 5000 So I, I declined the voice... So I declined to voice the game. I then heard nothing from them for 11 months. They then offered me a flat fee to voice some lines for $4,000. Any other lines, any other lies, such as 4000 for five sessions are total fabrications. Uh, there were not extensive negotiations. I've also been informed of ridiculous fictions, such as I asked for $250,000. I'm a team player. I was just asking for a fair living wage in line with the value that I bring to this game. Uh, I was paid a shockingly low uh, total of 300 euro or 3000 euros total for the first game. Uh, a little more for the second. I wanted to voice her. I've drummed up interest in this game ever since I started on Twitter in 2011. So, uh that's what she said and that's her that's her take. I will say that my take on it I don't know how much voice actors get paid, so I don't really know if I have the right to say anything about it. Uh, but I'm just going to offer my opinion. I think that as the head of a game franchise, you should be paid well, uh, as a vo- especially as a vo- voice actor. If you're that character, like much like uh, Charles Martinet, you know, if you're that character, you're that character for the most part. Like, it's iconic. On the flip side, uh, those are somewhat unique cases. Like, I feel like replacing Bender's voice on Futurama, like, you know, it's a little different than replacing like they did some of the characters on uh, big mouth 
or replacing uh, Cleveland on the, on the Cleveland show slash family guy. Those, you know, some of those are iconic, but some of those can be uh, replicated. I feel like with Bayonetta, she didn't really have a very unique voice. It's not like I would have been, if I would have heard her voice actor in a video, I wouldn't be like, Oh, that's her. I would have been like, okay, it's just some British chick. I don't know. Um, but you know, I mean, maybe I'm thinking of like extreme cases like, um, like uh, David Hayter as Snake or Sean Schimmel as Goku. Like th- those, you can obviously hear it in their voice when they're talking. Um, and and overall, I, I feel like they should be paid. You know, she should be paid well. But I feel like in a game that is Bayonetta, it's not really known for its like, like I've never known many people going like, wow, the story is so deep. The character Bayonetta is so deep. It's kind of just like, she kills demons, you know? It's not... I, I've never really seen the hype around the character or the voice. It's not really something that is, you know, that high up on the totem pole of like, wow, you should be getting paid millions for this. Like, I, even I wouldn't say that. I would be like, ah. Eh. I mean, especially... It, it also depends on, like, how much time she would have to spend recording these lines, how many sessions. Um, I mean, she specified a little bit about that. Um where she said 4,000 for five sessions was a lie. So I'm like, if she got offered 10,000 total, I feel like the fame, I don't know. I don't don't know, man. It's just, it's hard to talk about, but it's also like, I personally want to tell, want to just say that like, you would be better off just not taking the 4,000. But if I would have taken maybe the second offer where you would have got 15,000 bucks for voicing, Bayonetta, who I don't remember talking a lot. I mean, it's not like the cuts. The cutscenes might be maybe long in Bayonetta. I played like the first one and I played a little bit of the second. And I'm just like, again, I'm not that captured by Bayonetta. And I don't even know how many cutscenes or lines there are even. And she mainly is like, she'll say like smart remarks here and there. But like, it's, you know, I'm indifferent about her voice or the character itself. Um, I hope I'm not like an asshole for saying that, but I'm just like, it's not like Bender, where Bender, where Bender has an iconic voice, or Sean Schimmel, or whatever. This should be something you kind of just do and keep getting more jobs. I feel like it's if this isn't the right one that's gonna pay you well, then my person, my personal take is like, oh well, you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they they replaced you and they moved on, and I feel like the whole boycott thing is a little much. Um, I think voice actors should be paid well. I think they should be paid uh, a lot for what they do. And uh, maybe I don't know the landscape. Maybe 4000 is low for the average job. But if this is something out of the ordinary or she feels like she, uh, you know, she is the character Bayonetta, like kind of like how certain people own their character, like Ashley Johnson with uh, Ellie. It's like, it's just kind of like, there's not enough recognition here to warrant any crazy high amount. Maybe she was asking for less. Again, we don't know a lot of things here, so I'm trying not to like target it too much. But I feel like personally, if I was in this franchise, I would be like, well, yeah, it's a, it's kind of a good, a big deal. But also, you also have to remember, we've been waiting for Bayonetta 3 for years. You know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of that a lot of that hype has kind of died i don't know this this franchise might die off after three like who knows so maybe they were just like let's just get this third one out of the way and move the fuck on um 
But we don't know, man. I hope she gets her money. I hope she gets her whatever she wants out of this. Um, and I hope she keeps killing it. I, I, you know, if she, she did good with the first two games. So I'm hoping she makes it out with what she wants. Um, it doesn't seem like any of platinum games or are, uh, budging. It doesn't sound like, uh, Hideki Kamiya is going to do much. So, uh, it does seem like the hype is going to die down after the high scores. If the game is reviewing well, I don't think a lot of gamers are going to be like, Damn, this is an amazing game, but the voice actress is complaining and the game still kind of sounds the same to me. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, follow whatever you guys want to do. If you guys think she's if she's uh, 100% entitled to her money and like however much she's wanting out of it, which I guess she didn't really specify, which is another thing. If you're going to come out with all these facts about how much you want and how much you how much you're you're worth um put a price on yourself. Like, what is your number? I feel like we didn't hear any bit of what your number is. You should be like, yo, uh, they offered me ten to 15000 15000 after arguing. I'm at least worth twenty. Maybe that's, you know, they. what if they were like, hey, 20 okay, that's it. Let's do it. But the fact that she didn't come out and say, I, you know, I, all she did was like, hey, I didn't ask for 250000 How much did you ask for? Was it 100000 was it 50,000? Maybe maybe it is some ridiculous number that we don't know about. So I don't know. Uh, but also, maybe it could have been something lighter uh, on the flip side. It could have been something like, hey, uh, instead of 15,000, let's do 20,000. You know, maybe, maybe she wanted a little more, a little bit more. And that's fine. You know, it, you can definitely argue for your pay. But um, if it doesn't work out, that's business. It doesn't work out. I don't know what to tell you. But uh, I don't think they were like, intentionally trying to blackball her but uh or lowball her but you know it's all good uh i hope you guys had a fun time on this episode i will be back on friday with more video game content of course call of duty comes out on friday we are going to be streaming it uh for sure um friday afternoon uh multiplayer i've been streaming the campaign of course so if you guys want to check that out come check it out and uh yeah i'll see you guys then we'll be back on friday and have a fantastic pre-friday and wednesday Later, guys.